In a normal telling of your story, my last missive would have been the perfect place to end the tale. Your story concluded. You came to your senses and have reigned in heaven ever since. There is nothing more to tell of that tale. But you will note a running theme through every missive I have written you, Great Amaterasu. The division between heaven and earth. Your tale will take a shift, with you no longer being an active participant in these tales. I will tell them from your perspective, of course, what you saw, how you acted, and why. The writings of the world of humans prefer to focus on the actions and the lives of your descendants hereafter. But I shall tell their story from your eyes, how they furthered your agenda. And I believe any tale about your descendants must begin with your father, Izanagi. And I believe any tale of your descendants should include your brother, Susanuo. So let, let us start and end with those. Welcome to Goddessy, Season 3, Episode 6 of Heaven and Earth. You had not expected your father to return to heaven under any circumstances, and so you assumed the situation must be dire. Being honest, we all did. We assumed this was the end of the world. Yet the sincerity your tall, dignified father embodied was an enigma to me. He walked gracefully, wearing an old black robe and white pants, with a bow and arrow. At his hip was a sword, the likes of which I had never seen before. It was apparent from his smell that he had been purified before stepping onto the bridge of heaven, and entering the plain of heaven, his home of yore, I watched him before he came to you, how he walked to the edge of the world, how he looked down with a strange sorrow and smile, like nostalgia but something more primordial, something an earth kami such as myself can scarcely describe. Swiftly, but at his own pace, he was brought before you. I have never seen you bow so low, and then you embraced your father. I have heard of your reign thus far, daughter. A single mistake aside, you have made this old man proud. He said old. I admit, I laughed. He looked younger than half of your ministers, despite being a millennia older. Beloved father, I am happy to see you, but I admit the entire court shares my concern. Why are you here? You were to guard the gates of Yomi for eternity. Izanagi smiled, laughing. That's what I thought as well. And then one day, your esteemed brother Susanuo, looking a little thinner than I recalled, but perhaps more humble, I think would be the word, came to me and told me he was there to relieve me, for eternity had other uses for me, and that he was still serving penance. For what, I asked, and he told me to ask you, and gave me this sword, that the serve would serve a better use for you than it would for him. He then took my spear and began fighting the monsters of Yomi thereafter, ignoring my protest. But I saw it then, how exhausted I was and how strong he was. So, beaten, I rested and I cleaned myself, and have come here. You smiled back. And you need new robes. You've worn those for <laughs> so many lifetimes, I can scarcely imagine. Izanagi laughed, and the two of you embraced once more. As you did so, there was a snap like thunder, and something manifested, a being, between male and female, so beautiful were they. Black hair, black robes, a hat unlike any worn in the land of the rising sun, with a bow and arrow wider and longer than any I have ever seen. Smoke seemed to come off of this being, angular of face and fierce of eye. As they stared at you and your father, immediately Izanagi threw himself to the ground. Fame Takamimitsubi. 
Amaterasu, this is one of the primordial beings, the High Divine Creator. You honor us with your presence. It is amazing to be in the presence of a being beyond creation. Manifested into physical form, it could scarcely contain the sheer raw power of birth. And when the being smiled, the entirety of the bowing court felt it. You have succeeded in your mission, Izanagi, but now your daughter must succeed in hers. The earth must be brought to heal, and the spirits of earth obey order. I have manifested from beyond existence to be her guide as you return to your home to do the same. Let us waste no time. Amaterasu, the earth kami below, are becoming rambunctious. A new leader rises among them. Okuni Kushi. He is the son of your divine brother Susanoo, and he is an upstart. The air of the room shifted immediately, murmurs ringing out despite the gravity of the high divine creator's presence. Let us go to the edge of heaven, child. You hurried after the swiftly moving High Divine Creator, out of the range of all of us to hear. Of course, we have our ways of listening, and being a gossipy court of gods, we listened. Oh, how we listened. The High Divine Creator explained that Okuni Kushi belonged to a new generation of Earth Kami who sought to control the mechanisms of Earth, but that they were too chaotic, too inconsistent, and had no sense of law, of teaching humanity. In this, the evil Kami born of Izanami and Yomi were running rampant, and it threatened to destroy the fabric of life itself. It was, as the kids say, a hot mess. You, being observant, asked how you could fix it, and the High Divine Creator responded thusly, You couldn't. Your descendants had to do it for you, and establish your line on Earth. And so, you called your eldest to you, Amino Oshihomimi. You told him what to do, and so he was armed and sent to the Bridge of Heaven. A few short hours later, he returned. He had never left, seeing the mess below and feeling as if he could not do it. It would be ignoble of him, and he much preferred to stay in Heaven, writing poetry. This infuriated you, and so you consulted Omoikone and the other Chancellors of Heaven. It was determined that you would send your second son, and so armed, Aminohohi went below to the realm of Ashiharu no Nakatsukuni, where Okunikushi held court. Three years passed. You all watched, expecting a message at any time. And then, after the three years passed, a message was brought to you by a drunken tanuki, a trickster raccoon dog. It was brief. Aminohohi had decided to remain in Okunikushi's court, and he felt he was favored here with his so-called divine brother, being that he had been made by your hair beads. This infuriated you, and so your third son, Ameno Wakihaiko, was sent. Eight years passed without a message, and so irritated were you that, at Amoikone's urging, a heavenly pheasant was sent down to earth below. Soon, an arrow landed at the edge of heaven, at the feet of you and the high divine creator, Covered in blood, it was clear. Not only had Amino Wakahiko joined Okunikushi's court, but he had done so and given his force of arms to the upstart. He had killed the pheasant. The High Divine Creator took the arrow, cursed it, and threw it back. By nightfall on Earth, Amino Wakahiko was dead. You do not play with Creator Gods. They do not play by the rules of other gods. 
You elected to not even ask your other two sons, and instead sent down two warriors, Futsunushi and Takemi Katsuchi. Their reputation in heaven was thus that no one played any games with them for fear of them. They descended like lightning, landing on the beaches of Izumo province. Whatever their negotiation tactic was, by the end of the day, Okunikushi had resigned his post and gone to the gates of Yomi to be with his father, leaving his own son in charge. The gods of Okunikushi's court, who created trouble, they were dealt with. The duo returned to heaven, and the first half of the High Divine Creator's plan was complete. Now one of your descendants must go down and lead the Earth Kami, and humanity both. Because your eldest was still in heaven and not living in shame below, your minister suggested that it should be him. But Ame no Oshihomimi shook his head. He had a family in heaven and had disgraced himself, he said, by not going below so his brothers could fail. He should not go below. His eldest son, Ninigi no Mikoto, your grandson, offered himself up in penance. He would make things right. You saw in him the things that made your line great. He had the decisiveness of Tsukuyomi, the judgment of you, and the prowess of Susanoo. He was a combination of all three of Izanagi's final children, and so you accepted him as the best choice. But to make sure he succeeded, you bestowed him with three gifts. You gave him the divine mirror so that he could always see things clearly. You gave him one of your celestial jewels, a Magatama, to always remember his divine connection. And finally, you gave him the sword Susanoo had sent in penance. It was called the grass-cutting sword, but it was hardly a meager thing. No sword could equal it, on heaven or on earth. You observed him as he went below. You saw how he entreated himself to the earth, Kami, how he won their trust, and how one of the lords offered two of his daughters to him. Ninigi picked one, but the other one cursed him. He and his descendants would live shorter, near-mortal lives. He married and had children, though that was a drama in and of itself. I will write you a separate missive, complete with juicy rumors on that tale, but we are focused on the task at hand here, Great Amaterasu. Ninigi had many descendants, not all of them equal, and he lived a full life, but like things of Earth, he grew old, and he died. Even your scions, Great Amaterasu, are given to mortality in the lands below. The plan continued. Your descendants would lead the land of the rising sun yet, but their tale is not over. Another tale comes, though. An ending of a sort. Your brother, Susanoo, returned to heaven not long after. So begins the second half of Amaterasu's tale, focused on her descendants and how Earth came to be ordered and the imperial family created. Ninigi is the link between Amaterasu and heaven in the imperial family below. The myth that created the imperial family is this very one. As you can see, the imperial family aren't gods, not exactly. They're descended from them, sure, but they live mortal lives. Not all of the descendants of Amaterasu are worthy either, something we'll see more of in later episodes. Thus, we can see that the declaration Hirohito was forced to make in the end of World War II to the Japanese people was largely a meaningless one. No one in Japan thought the imperial family were divine or gods, just descended from gods. Call it semantics, but it's a big difference. A careful listener will note that the sons of Amaterasu don't have the same names in this tale as they did in an earlier tale, and that's because the names vary on these children. I elected to use different names here for fun more than anything, and here they are. They're kind of colossal failures, aren't they? 
All of the children Susanoo made for Amaterasu are either cowards, sycophants, or traitors, though we don't get a lot of the fourth and fifth son here. It's not until her grandson comes of age that anyone worthy even appears in this line. An interesting commentary, I think. The manifestation of the High Divine Creator, whose name I dropped here, is a curious thing. In some tales, the Creator Gods are pretty much embodiments of concepts, in others they have children and move through the world. This season I decided to make both true, since avatars are not uncommon in Japan as they aren't uncommon anywhere in Asia. You'll find that Fudodama from last episode is a son or a grandson of the High Divine Creator, making him pretty important. Next episode, we'll get into the final part of the Susanoo-Omaterasu feud and see the tale to its conclusion. Goddessy is written, researched, and produced by me, Greg Wright. Additional research and editing by Sidney Yeager. Who would have gotten it right the first time, is all I'm saying. Music by Scott Buckley, whose Creative Commons works can be found at www.scottbuckley.com.au. Goddessy can be found on social media at The Goddessy Podcast, where we post daily fun facts about mythology, folklore, and history around the world alongside fun memes and pop culture shenanigans. Be sure to follow us there and make sure not to side with the rambunctious kami. The heavens are kind of like the mafia. Goddessy grows with your help. Be sure to like and subscribe on your podcast service of choice and leave a review so others can find us. If you want to support the show more directly and gain access to early access episodes and blog posts galore, check us out on Patreon, which can be found in the description of this episode. If you want to support us more short-term, be sure to check us out on Coffee. Goddessy updates on Mondays. See you next week.